0: Moncrief on News Talk. Time to uh, look at some stories from other parts of the world. Jonathan de Berca Butler joins us once again, afternoon. John, Jonathan. how are you getting on? Uh, right, so Zanzibar we're going to go to first. And a serious question of drink, uh, shortage of drink there.
1: There is a no. terrible situation in Zanzibar, uh, apparently. So, Zanzibar, just to, to give you a bit of background on it, obviously it's a beautiful island, which is part of Tanzania, but it, it works politically, it works in a very autonomous fashion, has its own parliament its own elected representatives and it has a president, a prime minister and all that kind of thing, right? Mm. So it had, uh, up until recently, <clears throat> a tourism minister by the name of Simai Mohammed Saeed, right? But he resigned two and a half weeks ago. Now, he said he resigned because he was working in unfavourable and disruptive conditions, right? And he thanked everybody for giving him the job and all that kind of thing and he left and nobody was really sure why he left. But it seems that there's this controversy going around Zanzibar at the moment around a lack of alcohol in the country, right? Prices, if you can get your hands on alcohol, prices have doubled for beers, for example. And some hotels are reporting the fact that they can't actually get their hands on alcohol. And some people seem to suggest that he, was, he resigned because he was somehow resolved in the controversy. Now, the controversy itself started earlier this year when the Zanzibar Liquor Control Board, okay, Mm -hmm. uh, decided that they were going to change the companies or the contractors that they gave the licenses to to import the booze, right? So because Zanzibar is 99% Muslim, they don't make alcohol in Zanzibar. So they have to import it, right, from either Tanzania or South Africa. And for the guts of 20 years, three contractors were looking after that. But inexplicably, or at least I don't know why, yeah. uh, that was changed and three new contractors came in. They lacked the experience and it seems that they're not able to handle uh, the imports anymore. And so okay. hotels are suffering. And so is the tourism industry as a result, or at mm. least they're worried about it because 90% of the foreign revenue from Zanzibar comes, or for Zanzibar comes from tourism, as you can imagine, because yeah. it's a beautiful place. And um, so it's become a bit of a problem. And now there's, there's accusations that these new firms are, uh, you know, being interrupted or their, their, you know, their, their workflow or whatever, you know, their, their ability to deliver the goods is being interrupted. And there's a thought that maybe this former minister has something to do with it because he has a relative who worked in one of the three firms that formally had the contract. Yeah, Does that
0: make he, sense? He ousted them from that contract.
1: Well, no, he, he, he didn't. He, he would have been separate from the Zanzibar Liquor Control Board, who, the right, one, who were the okay. ones who took the decision. So yes, okay. there's a thought now because um, the, new forms are, are the, the, sorry, the new firms are, are reportedly entangled in, in a, sort of a lengthy vetting process of sort. That he might be, or he was, trying to hold things up, okay. and in the meantime, people are going thirsty, and there's uh, yeah. riots on the street. Well, Is not there one.
0: any sort of appeal process in any of this? Yes. Yeah, so, so
1: the three, the three former contractors are appealing, uh, and they're they're trying to to, to get reinstated. But uh, I don't know what what'll happen. To be honest with you, I couldn't even speculate as to whether it's likely they'll get back in. But uh, it's it's causing chaos in, in the tourist but, industry, as you can I, imagine. I can imagine so. well.
0: Right, Sudan, we're going to go to next. Another one, these kind of strange stories where it's not apparent why like, these things are happening. Anyway, Ukrainian special forces are in Sudan.
1: Yeah, so a little bit of background, just very brief. You, mm. you remember Omar al-Bashir was a dictator for life there yeah. in Sudan from 1989 up until uh, 2019. Uh, there was a coup. Uh, it was supposed to go to back to democratic rule. But since then, two military men basically have, st- have decided to fight it out to see who can control the country. And they're dragging millions of people into their little spat. Okay? Yeah. And it's causing absolute chaos. Right? And what's happening here is it seems that other forces are now being dragged in because, you know, and you remember the Wagner group. They mm. haven't gone away. Yeah, uh, It seems that they're being controlled more centrally now, in fact, from Moscow. Um, But they've been operating in various different countries around Africa, including the DRC, as far as I know, and the Central African Republic. And it appears that there's a couple of hundred of them now operating in Sudan. So there'd been a rumour going around for a while that they have been operating in Sudan. And there was a rumour off the back of that rumour that Ukrainian special forces had been deployed to Sudan to help the government with these... Uh, with these guys from the yeah. with these um, militants from from the Wagner group, and it appears now we have proof, right? So the Kiev Post released a short film that it said came from sources within the Ukrainian military intelligence that showed a captured ru- captured Russian prisoner being interrogated al- alongside two men from from Africa. Now they haven't been independently verified. We don't know for sure where you know where it's come from, but the Kiev post has basically said, You know our our sources are reliable. We're going after Wagner abroad.
0: That's uh, that's uh, Wagner are they're mercenaries. They're Mm. they're there for the money. But I don't know why Ukraine would spend, given that they need every troop they have.
1: True enough, but I Uh. suppose I suppose if if you you cut them off or try to cut them off at the source of where they're getting their money from. Um, you know, Perhaps, you're, yeah. you're 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 interrupting what what they're trying to do in, in, in all over the world because they are everywhere. Yeah. Um. So that that's the apparent reason behind. it
0: yeah, Gosh. Uh, right. Uh, staying uh, in that continent, Senegal. When I go to uh, next, I got a friend of mine who was in Senegal recently, and uh, I saw pictures of it. it looked absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It's sad to hear now that there's a bit of. It's becoming a little bit unstable.
1: There. It is. And it's sad because Senegal is a country that you uh, associate with stability and not instability. It's kind mm. of a beacon of democracy in this part of the world. I don't think they've had a military coup since independence. Generally, handovers have been very peaceful. Not generally, they have been peaceful. But this guy Macky Sall, who's a person we've been we've spoken about over the years, right? He's been there since president since two thousand and twelve. Okay, uh, he is a very influential character, not just in Senegal but in West Africa in general, so he'd be a big player in Mm. ECOWAS, which is the the, the economic organisation of West African states. And he would often come out and when he saw other countries becoming somewhat autocratic, he would come out and sort of say, oh no, you shouldn't be doing that. But now it appears he might be going down that same road. Okay, so he's been there Mm. for 11 years. They have term limits there, two terms is all you can sit for. There were elections that were supposed to happen on the 25th of February this year, so just in two weeks' time. And earlier this month, he decided that he was going to delay them. Now, he didn't say explicitly how long he was going to delay them for. But then he said, OK, well, a few days later, he said, OK, 10 months, we're going to hold them on the 15th of December. Now, he said "Because it's because he wants to make sure that when he stands down, eventually, that he has a, a, a nice stable country to hand over to whoever takes yeah. over. Okay. But the opposition are crying foul here and they're saying... We think you're going to stay on for longer, or you're trying to at least, and you're going to try and run for a third term, which wouldn't be unknown, unknown in this no, part of the world, of no, course. No, that's true. Um,
0: but, but I mean, apart from he wants to hand it over, you know, to a stable uh, country and all the rest of it. The is there any reason to delay it? Why can't he just do it now?
1: So he's saying that there are um, there are question marks over the candidates. That are basically running for election now, yeah. right? So there's one of them that he's thrown in prison on several, not he's thrown in prison, the authorities yeah. have thrown in prison on several occasions. He'd be very popular with uh, with the youth vote, for example. Yeah. And he's done okay in former elections. Um, so he's saying that he needs to make sure that all those candidates are right and that everybody's been, you know, come through the process fair and, and that everybody gets a fair crack of the whip. But nobody's buying that. Um, you know, there's tre- there's 20 candidates who are ready to go. Mm. Uh, they were ready for February 25th. And, um, you know, now they're being delayed. And, uh-huh. and it's bringing people out into the streets. There's rioting and, and three people have died as a result of those riots. So it's oh, getting very gosh. scary.
0: Yeah. Uh, right. India, we're going to go to next. And I suppose this is just another example of, uh, uh, of tensions, more than tensions that have been going on within that country Uh, for many years
1: now, uh, a a mosque demolition and four people dead. Yeah, so this happened up in the northeast of the country, up in a a state called Uta Karand. And uh, it has a population of about 10 million people. Now, the vast majority are Hindu, but the 13% of the population around about that are are Muslim, right? Mm. So obviously they have places of worship there. And one of those places in a, a region of this particular state was demolished right so they took down a mosque and they took down a madrasa now the authorities in that particular state are saying that they did that uh, because of uh, what they're calling an anti encroachment drive this was a drive that was launched to clear what they're calling illegal constructions and they say that this particular mosque was built on government land which it shouldn't have been and that it wasn't registered as a place of worship right Mm. now there was uh, there was a, there was a case that was brought to the High Court that was ongoing. And of course, the authorities are saying that the High Court had given the order to go ahead for the, for the demolition to go ahead. The people who were against the demolition going ahead, namely the worshippers, were saying no, that High Court order hadn't been given. They took down the mosque and the madrasa. People were unhappy. They took to the streets. People started throwing stones. Police started firing, and four people have died as a result. I th- I, that was the last that I saw, and that was yeah, yeah. maybe yesterday. I think I looked at this story last, and so there might be more since then.
0: Yeah, but these kind of these kind of demolitions or these anti encroachment drives, there, there's been a lot of that r- going r- ridiculous
1: on. stuff going on. You, you might remember about two weeks ago, Modi actually opened a new Hindu temple that had been built on the site of a mosque that had been burnt down a number of years before. Yeah, I mean he's. He's despicable, to be honest with you. He really is. I mean, it's, it's, it's an attempt to, you know, intimidate and humiliate the Muslim population of India. And it's been going on for years now at this stage.
0: Right. Japan, we're going to go to finally. And Miss Japan is no longer Miss Japan. She isn't.
1: Unfortunately, this is a 26 year old Carolina Shino who was crowned uh, Miss Japan uh, on the 22nd of January. And it was a bit of controversy about her because she was actually born in the Ukraine. She's very yes. European yeah. looking, uh, if you've seen pictures of her. And not everybody was happy, they didn't think that it represented the uh, beauty, mm. uh, the typical beauty that you would have of Japanese women. So as all of this was going on, an article was written by a local newspaper which basically accused her of having an affair with a married doctor. Now, her response to that was that she had, had a relationship with this man but didn't know that he was married. And at the beginning of this whole scandal, uh, it seemed that the organisers of the pageant were... Very supportive of her, you know, she mm. can do what she wants her private life. But then it later transpired that she did know he was married and that she had children, and she came out and admitted that she was wrong, and she's uh, resigned or at least given up her uh, given up her title. Um, so that means that the Miss Japan title will now remain vacant, and there will be no Miss Japan at the Miss oh, World contest. It's not
0: like the, the second the no, they're gets not they're not anything. doing that for okay. some reason. I don't I don't know could why they have to be honest with you. Do penalties or something and the, figure out that they way? They could
1: do yeah yeah I, or they could run it again maybe. Yeah. Or I, I don't. No, um, but anyway, as it stands, there won't be anybody there in, in Mumbai on the 9th of March to represent Japan.
0: All right, sad day. Right, so what should we look out for over the next week?
1: Yeah, so presidential elections will take place on Wednesday in Indonesia. Uh, Kim Jong Il's birthday is on the sixteenth, by the way. cool oh. so I'm, I've ordered the cake uh-huh. already. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then International Random Acts of Kindness Day is the seventeenth of this month as well.
0: Okay, no coincidence; those two days are right beside each other. <laughs> Jonathan, thanks a million. As ever, Jonathan DeBurke Butler, there you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.